<laughs> How y'all doing today? Good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So why don't we um, why don't we start and open our Bibles to Habakkuk? Habakkuk. <laughs> Uh, chapter 2. So today we're just going to continue on with the Dreaming with God. Um, last week it looked a little different. There was no notes. There was just uh, spontaneous words. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Wow, thank you. God's good, huh? So, um, I felt like he was leading me in a direction yesterday, so I just want to run through these notes with you real quick um, because it could help some of you in the process. And so, if you notice, the title for today is Dreaming with God, Living in the Gap of Reality and Destiny. You getting? Yeah. (laughs) So I want to talk to you about um, where we are today and where we're going with your dreams and visions and destinies. And what do you do in the in-between? And so um, we're not going to spend a whole bunch of time on this because I want to get to the exercise um, later on today. So... Are you all at Habakkuk? I cannot say that. Brent. Habakkuk. 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 Doesn't come out right. <laughs> Sounds like something else. <laughs> Okay, so chapter 2. I will take my stand at my watch post and station, myself on the tower, and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. Verse 2. And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who, who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end and will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Okay? So, So this verse, these three verses here, are kind of talking about where we're at right now with dreaming with God. And like I said last week, I felt like a lot of you have the vision. Um, you, have, you have even some direction. Um, but there was some courage that needed to be imparted from Holy Spirit. And so last week I had you uh, on a piece of paper draw out what courage may look like to you and also what risk look like to you. And so later on we're going to be taking that along with Brent's assignment of writing down your vision and some steps you might take. We're going to put those together and do an exercise later. But right now, I just want to go over with you um, just just about where you're at. Like, there's an in-between. It's obvious to all of us, right? Like, we're not fully in the fullness of our dream or our destiny or our vision, but we're headed somewhere. But sometimes there's, a, there's this journey in between. And so I wanted to really bring to your attention that it's important that we um, embrace the process of the in-between, getting to our, our dream or our vis- the fullness of our dream or vision or destiny. That it, it's just as important to, pro- to embrace the process as it is when we get the promise. 
Because when we get the promise, we're like, yeah, and we're just all for it. But then when we start stepping into the, pro the process, it's not yeah anymore. It's what about this? What about that? I don't have this. Lack, 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 lack. And so um, the, the other part of the promise is to realize that the process is getting revelation on how to take each step. And that comes in parts. Because you got the promise doesn't mean that you've got all the parts to move forward in it. And so as we go on this process, on this journey, it's a lifelong journey. Because we're going from glory to glory. So I really want to stress to you guys, like, the position of the heart is to embrace because so often when we hit a spot where we don't know where we're going or we're not getting the next bit of re revelation we shut down and get all frustrated and so if we can change our heart position and come from a place of embracing it and saying thank you Lord for showing me this part what do I do with this part how do I move forward in this and waiting it makes the process easier. I think Shandy spoke yesterday about um, God's not in a hurry. And I think I mentioned that too to you guys. And sometimes when we get these promises, we think, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And then, yeah, you gotta go. But <laughs> that kind of sounds weird, huh? <laughs> but, but we're going with God. And so... Um, it, it's important to, to have eyes to see what he's showing us and, that, and what, where we've been, what, what we've already come through. This morning, um, Cindy Bateau was singing, Remember, Remember. And it brought me to a place of remembrance. This morning I was particularly frustrated with my children. And... Um, because I'm a refiner in their life, I figured out that parents are going to be refiners in their children's life, and, you know, it's up to them how to handle it. So, <laughs> so I was praising the Lord this morning, trying to go to a happy place, and, uh, and she was saying, remember, because what's happened is there's been a shutdown because, you know, there wasn't an appreciation for my refinement. And... <laughs> and and so it, she said, remember, and I had to go back and remember, oh, we've had such a good time these last few months. We've made such progress. Thank you, Lord. And so I had to go back and position my heart to remember so that I can move forward. Does that make sense? Um, you know, another, um, another thing I, I think of is, you know, Lonnie and I are, are progressing. We're going from glory to glory. Before I met Lonnie, I had my own businesses. Before that, I had a little business. And it's like the Lord took me through these different stages of business from glory to glory where I'm handling more and managing more. Um, I'm learning all these things. And so even with this school, I think, gosh, I thank God for this team. Um, it's something that I did pray in. And it's phenomenal how we all work together. And I was thinking, man, if I had this way back then, you know, it could have been a lot more successful. But the Lord was showing me that he was teaching me along the way. And though I did, I went through bankruptcies. I went through hardship. Um, that none of it was for waste. And I think sometimes the risk that we're all afraid to take is because we have a perceived failure in the past. But God is saying, no, no, I was teaching you through all of that. And now you can go here and do this. And with this school, I feel like it's even equipped us even more to go out for the next thing that he has for us. So, you know, it, it's good to have eyes to see even where you've come from. So... Even those things we perceived as failures, 
I don't look at those as failures anymore. I look at those as learning, a training ground. And it equipped me for what we were doing here in this school this year. So, you know, no matter what the situation, business, marriages, whatever, even my marriages, <laughs> sounds horrible, but <laughs> whatever, whatever, it is what it is. You know, I, I got equipped, and I can deter, better deal with things in my marriage with my husband now. I, I can be more successful. And where, you know, I could look back and say, man, that, I blew that one, that, or, you know, that was a big, huge failure. I, I don't choose to do that. I just choose to look at it as like, man, I learned some lessons from that, and I'm moving forward. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to let those things happen again. And in the midst of it, I grew and matured. I mean, this, our daddy wants us to grow and mature. So, you know, if that's what it took for me, School of Hard Knocks, you know, it is what it is. And I'm glad for it because I, want, I don't ever want to be the same. I want to keep growing. I want to keep moving forward in life. And with all the wisdom that I've gained through, the life, through my years, I want to be able to help and bless other people to not make those, those same choices that I made. So, eyes to see in a different way with heaven's perspective. Um, in Habakkuk, I can't say that word. Habakkuk, <laughs> verse 2. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. See how, see he may run who, so he may run who reads it. Wow, my reading today. <laughs> so what he's saying is write your vision down. You guys have already done that. But here's the thing. When we're doing that, you know, it's a commitment that we're making. We're not just writing it down once. We're committing to the process. And so for your first step, you want to really make that commitment and, and have an understanding that the first time you write something down will not be your last time of visiting that piece of revelation. In fact, it's going gonna, it's gonna to shift and morph into something else. And, uh, and so first you want to be really committed to the process of writing it down because you'll be surprised as you go... Uh, and things start to be refined and morphed, how much has changed from the first part. And it's not that you heard wrong. It's just that things, he's taking you on a journey to build and create something beautiful. He wants you to be in step with him. And I can give you an example uh, with KTSOS. We were pretty darn sure there was supposed to be a school this year, but we had it all planned out in a different way. And it wasn't until the month before when we had to go back to God and say, what's going on? And we met with Brent, and Brent had talked to some other people, and we all were getting these little pieces, and we realized, hey, let's take this preconceived idea that we had, and let's lay it down and start from, from another place and get some other pieces. And guess what? That just took on a life of its own. But still the vision was there of the school. Like we knew there had to be something. But we, we had to refine what we thought was happening. So when you write down the vision, you want to make it plain. And the more you write, you will find that it is added to and refined. Um... And don't be shocked when it doesn't look like what you thought it was going to look like in the beginning. Don't be disappointed and don't have any kind of lie come on you that says, I didn't hear right. Because you heard right, you're heading in the right direction. But God's, God's just inviting us in for more. Okay? Um... You know, one of the other things is, is that we want to we also 
really hold on to God's grace in the process and really realize that um, it's by his grace that he gives us things in part. It's by his love, his, tr- his unmeasurable love for us that he gives us things in part because we are so quick to get the part and run without him. And he so desires to be in unity with us, in relationship with us. And if he were to give us the whole thing, I think it would just absolutely overwhelm us. I know if he would have given me the whole thing, I would have flipped out. So, and I don't even have the whole thing yet. I'm still going. So I just want to encourage you to truly embrace and not get all frustrated. And I'm speaking to myself here because I've done that over and over again. And, and I'm really grabbing hold of just appreciate his grace and embrace it. Embrace his goodness over my life that he, he knows what's best for me and he's giving me parts so that I can ask the questions. I think Shandy said it yesterday. Am I fully getting this, Lord? You know, you want to ask those questions. The part that you gave me, do I have understanding of that? Or is there some tweaking? And that's the refining. And so I want to encourage you that that's an important posture to have as well. And then, <clears throat> remember vision involves people. If it's going to line up with the new covenant law, which says to love God and love your neighbor, you will want to do it with God, out of love for God, but you must embrace the other half of loving your neighbor because the Lord always has us partner with others. He is all about relationship. So we get so excited about having these visions and having these dreams, but you really, like, a lot of people don't like working with other people because when they feel like they're killing their dream or, or they're too critical um, or they just feel like they could do it best themselves and want to run. But the thing is, is that we're all his body and he gives us all parts. And we all have different talents and strengths. And we really need to pull together so that we can really gain momentum and move. So if anything, you want to really wrap yourself around the knowing that we will have to partner with other people. Whether it's family, friends, or just people we are making connections with in the kingdom. You can't get around it. You can't get around it. So, you know, if there's some work that has to be done in your heart, I suggest you do it. And when, <laughs> and when you start working with a team of people, there will be things that come out. And just take care of it. No big deal. But just know this is a lifelong journey of, of kingdom connections, whether it's family, friends, or people that he brings along the way. But it's all to advance his kingdom And it's all so there's momentum and we work together in unity. Like my hand can't go without my arm. So we have to really hold on to that. So Lance Volnow, I got this from, I think think the origin of this is Lance Volnow. But if I'm wrong, forgive me. And you can make note of where it's really from. So there's this acronym called CARE, and uh, it stands for um, different people types. And uh, how many of you have heard of this, CARE? Okay, well there's different things like, uh, the Bateaus have my husband and I on this personality book (laughs) called the Personality Compass. Are you a north, south, west, or east person? It's kind of like that. And the way you want to know is because you want to know who you are and you want to know who the people that you're in relationship are, especially in a work atmosphere because then you can best put them in the right places to work with you. So this care, um, it's, it's good to note that they're all visionary people. Like just because you're 
you know, a refiner doesn't mean that you don't have vision. So I'm going to go through this with you. And the reason I'm going through this with you, I felt like most of all the Lord was pushing on this to share with you. Because when you have knowledge of who you are, you can better identify your strengths and your weaknesses. And when you can be honest about that, then you can see through eyes to know what you need. And it's really important if you're teaming up with someone to know who they are because if I'm partnered with a refiner and I'm a visionary, I'm, I might get a little aggravated. But when I identify that that's who they are, I can have more grace with that because I can say this is how they're wired and that is a value to me. So let's just go through this real quick. Um, and you can have more than one type, but you're going to have a strength in one of them. So creators, they're ideas people, visionaries, dreamers, but they're not great finishers. So they can come up with the ideas, they can you know, build you this vision, but the details, not so much. They're not going to really value those as much. Um, they love to get people excited and on board um, with their vision. But when it comes to really executing things, that is not their strength. And that's good to know. Because if you're a creator and you have all this excitement and then you wonder why things flub out on you, like you just kind of get disillusioned easily, well, that's not, that's part of that, that package. But you can find somebody who is a finisher and who can help you. Um, advancers, they take the dreams, visions, and advance them. Uh, they put strategies and plans together to fulfill dreams. Envision, uh, they envision strategies. So I, I think this is one of my biggest strengths. I can look at something and go, and I can literally see pathways to get ha make it happen. Um, my mind starts immediately as soon as that vision's released. I'm also a visionary, but as soon as I hear like the vision coming together, man, I'm already on my way to making it happen. Um, and so the other thing is, not great finishers. <laughs> Detail is not the biggest thing. So I can put a strategy in place, but I need somebody to come and execute that for me. Um, I can tell you, Emails bog me down. Like, I can't stand opening my email box and seeing like a hundred. Like, when I came back from Africa, I was so tempted to go delete all, but I couldn't. Because my brain, systematically, I, I just, that's not the detail that I like. <laughs> but you put me in charge of doing a wedding, and I will hit every single detail. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's, you've got to know your strengths. Uh, R stands for refiners, visionaries um, who see pitfalls. Refiner, refiners sometimes get a bad rap um, because people think that they are crushing their dream and that they're critical. And, you know, there, there is a way to be a refiner and not be hurtful. Um, but to also, if you have a refiner who is working with you or you're married to one, um, there's a lot to understanding them and valuing them because um, they see potential obstacles in your plans and pitfalls, and you want that because that helps you from making some huge errors. Um, I, I've been a refiner, and... You know, my heart was not to hurt, be hurtful, or to take away from, but it was to help somebody see that that plan that they have had some areas where they're going to run into trouble. And, and so if you can embrace a refiner, one of the other things is they're very loyal people. Um, if you can value their questions and value um, their thought process, it will really turn into a great relationship because they feel valued and, and they know that you know they have their best interests for you. 
you know, we have refiners on our team, and I'm so grateful for them. Like, I, I, as the leader here, I, I pose everything in front of the team as much as I can because I want to see pitfalls. I do not want to be making huge errors. So emails, decisions, things I'm thinking of, I'll run it by probably the whole team because I want feedback. I don't want yes men on my team. I want people who see and can give me wisdom and who can, you know, red flag, red flag, don't do that. Maybe you can word it another way, you know, that type of thing. So we want to value those people. Um, so those are refiners. Executors, people of action. They receive joy at implementing what they have been given to do. Tell me what to do and I'll do it type of people. Um, they're great at follow-through, um, but they do not like to take part of the process. So what that means is they don't like to be part of the visionary, the um, advancer process. They, they will maybe sometimes just bog out on that. And they just want to, this is what I need you to do. This is how I want you to do it. And they'll go. And that's just the way they're wired. And it's a beautiful thing, let me tell you. I have some of the, I need those people on my team. Um, and I've also been that person where I don't need to be part of the discussion. Just tell me what to do. You know, it can go either way. Uh, and then there are people who are equally gifted people in all of these areas. And these people are called facilitators. Um, these people have a, a real strength in putting a good, strong team together and leading that. They can jump into any of those roles at any time um, to help the team move forward. Um, so I'm speaking in team um, terminology because, some, like I said, your dreams, your visions will take other people. And so even if it's a family member, it's part of the team. Um, so it's good to have knowledge of this, personality types, because you want to identify who you are and you want to identify the people that you're placing on your team and how they would best fit. Because you can have people who say, I want to help you, I'll do anything. But their, their strength isn't the strength that's needed for that particular um, job or um, project. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but this is how we learn. This is how we learn. Because <laughs> that's, you know, I, I, I've had businesses where, you know, I needed particular types of people, but all I had was these other type of people that didn't fit to the project. And at the end of the project, I'm just irritated because it's not going well for me but really I needed to take more time and wait for those people to come to to best fit that situation okay so keys to sustaining uh, destiny dreams in your life what's the very first key it's a huge key it's a beautiful key pray your team in okay I have wanted this type of team since we started full-time school. This year was the year that I got this great team. But can I tell you, as we launched, in, the numbers started going up in, <laughs> in attendance, for especially online, it's like in the hundreds. I was praying. I was in the shower. I was every, um, God, you've got to bring me help. God, you've got to bring me help. And I knew certain people I wanted on this team because... I'm a t particular type of person where I need a point person who I can be super real with, I can have a meltdown with, and they're not going to take it personal. And, you know, I can also be flubbed, and they can bring me to peace real quick. So I, was, I called this person in, in prayer, and then I shot him a message, and I said, can you come do this? And, of course, he said, I need to pray about it. And then they came. They, came, they ended up being on staff here which was a huge help to me um, because just prayer. Prayer was like God knows what I need and he's going to fulfill it. I have, ex I have every single one of these people. 
care people on the team. I have multiple, and I can fit them right in, and things just flow. The one thing I told my husband is I, I need this to have momentum. And God was so good to bring the right people to fit into these different, and we just waited to see how everyone, could, their, their strengths would fit in. And guess what? We have the momentum this year. So not that we didn't before, but it's at a greater level this year. Um, when you look at this care, it's done in a, a logical order, um, meaning that um, you want to do your um, cr creators and advancers want to meet first together, generally speaking. It's a good idea <laughs> because the ideas will be flowing and then you want to bring in the refiners and the executors. Why? Refiners will take all those ideas and say, well, this is what I see will work and this is what won't. If you bring a refiner in when you're in the creative state, you may feel shut down. So when you're looking at this care, you want to make sure that you're kind of working with the creator and the advancer first. And then when, you, when you've got all your ideas out there and you think you have some good strategies, then you want to invite the refiners and then the executors. The refiner will, will give you, you know, the red flags and such, and the executors can come in and say, this is what I'm going to do. So, I mean, momentum right there. Um, so, the other thing I wanted to say about that was, Holy Spirit, bring it back. Hmm, okay. So, uh, I'm going to go forward. The second key um, is to realize the people the Lord brings on your team are a gift. And sometimes... Sometimes when we're working with our team, there's hard days. And, you know, especially if a refiner is, you know, stuck on something and you want to move forward or your executor is not there for the day and you're kind of like, what are you doing? And so it's just important every moment to bring yourself into appreciation and to realize that every single person on, this, on your team is a gift. It's a gift from God. He's saying, here you go. Here's your dream. Now run with it. And so if you can always have that perspective of true appreciation of the gift that the Lord has given you in these people, boy, it makes a huge difference. Um, the clarification process is writing things down, leaving room for adjustments and refinement. I think that should have been on the other page. Um, Keep a journal so that when others ask, you know, how did you get here, you, you're able to look, like, you know how people go, well, how, how did you get here? How did you get to this point? Well, if you've kept a journal of the process, you have a lot of nuggets to give people. Sometimes we're so in the thick of the journey that we've, you know, when we get to a certain place and someone goes, how did you get there? Man, we've forgotten because we've gone through a lot between A and B. You know, there's been a lot of stuff in between. But it, in the lot of stuff are beautiful treasures, are beautiful nuggets you could hand to other people. So journaling your process is going to be really valuable for you. And for the ones that are going to take it from where you stop, and they're going to run with it. So from where you um, end this part of your journey, you might be called to burst something. And you're birthing something, and then you're called to hand it off. Well, you want to leave all of that for other people so that when you're handing it off, they have treasure. They can look back on some wisdom, and they can run forward with momentum. Um, the other thing about the clarification um, refiner process is, you know, as you're writing down your dreams, your visions, it's important that you keep yourself vulnerable because, like, when I submit my emails or my letters to my staff, I'm showing them that I am one of the worst spellers in the world. And, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm showing them that I, 
I don't I may not have the best grammar or I may not have the best thought process but I don't care because I need their help I need their help so being vulnerable is super important when because sometimes even writers don't like to share their stuff because it's it's a super you know personal thing but you're gonna have to step over that line at some point and say you know what I would rather somebody give me um, help good input so that I can move forward rather than just being stuck in a place where you're afraid to let people see your imperfections um, and so or what you perceive to be imperfections um, also being vulnerable like I could have a hundred different ideas or on something and they could be just outrageously ridiculous like <laughs> not good at all but I have to take a risk and share them with people and let them change it all around for me you if you're going to move forward with your visions and dreams you have to come to a place where you'll take that risk and share it with somebody else and let them refine it and not be offended it has to happen you know in in everything we do um, there's a place of no offense like in a place of just saying I just wanna I wanna improve I wanna grow I wanna mature and the more you do it the easier it will be for you so the other part of journaling your your visions getting your parts is because the more you write it the more it becomes refined as you're writing it but the other thing is is the more you share it the more you hear yourself speaking out these things and the more you can catch yourself and go oh maybe that's not a good idea you know or oh I could do that and that um, I just do it as I interpret my dreams I poor Lonnie has to hear my dreams every single day and they're sagas sometimes and as I'm saying them I'm getting more and more revelation and it's in the process of speaking it out and hearing myself so you want to make sure that you're able to be vulnerable to share with other people and know that it's not just about vulnerability but it's about refinement hearing yourself speak things out you will find things that you can edit or omit or add to does that make sense it's super important and then um, I'm gonna have you turn to Proverbs for me <clears throat> Proverbs 11:14 says when there is no guidance a people falls but in an abundance of counselors there's safety you know when in long time ago when I started as um, a business one of my biggest fears was to tell people that I didn't know I didn't know the answers to things I didn't want people to see my vulnerability and see that I didn't know how to do certain things and so I would never put anything out there and I would never ask questions and I believe looking back that was one of my greatest downfalls um, and so it's it, it's even in his word to go to people and share and get wisdom you, you're not gonna hold everything in you have to take a step out that's risk but it's for your good and then in um, Proverbs 15:22, without cancel plans fail but with many advisors they succeed when we moved to Sacramento I I was very scared about the move and I had a lot of questions a lot of things that weren't lining up um, with different teachings and such and I just had confusion and I, I went and I sought wisdom I took a risk and I shared what was on my heart and the wisdom that came back to me brought me total peace in just that one moment and so you know not only does it help you from making bad choices 
but it can also be the word that will give you peace in moving forward. Because we can get so stuck on confusion sometime in our own heads. And so you really want to step out there and share it with people who are not yes men, who will give it to you like it is. Does that make sense? Okay. We, Brent, do you have anything you want to... No? Okay. Okay, just one second. Um, we'll go ahead and then I'll do the exercise. So I can tell you, um, from a personal experience, you know, I've been around Kingdom Training since inception. Before its inception, God gave me vision about something like this. And then when he parted me with blazing fire, they had the same heart, and this thing was birthed through Pastor Brent saying, let's go for it. So, and one thing Pastor Brent said to me, and this might have been the first year, second year, second year, definitely after we came out of this house into a church setting, he said, I'm going to pastor you in this, but we're submitting to you and where we're going. That's huge for any leader to say that. I'm going to pastor you in this, but we're going to submit to you and where God's telling us where we're going with the school. But here's the thing. So with that, those dreams and revelations and, and prophecies coming true, well, it's growing, but now I need more people with me. Now, I'm a very loving, expressive, fun-going person, but it was a battle inside of me letting the reins go of some of these things. Didn't know I had control issues, and it wasn't that, but people's visions aren't like my vision. Because, see, I'm a very visionary, but I'm not very detailed. So really having to let go and let other people handle certain parts of it was hard. But it was freeing, too. So this year, my main job has been behind the camera, doing video, editing video, uploading website stuff, make sure this thing gets out there to the world. I'm doing hardly no director stuff at all. But Angela had to take over that role with the team that God brought in place. But deep inside, that was hard because it was kind of my baby along with Brent years ago, you know, to let your baby go into the world and, and can't influence as much as you're used to. It's, it's a pro- I'm telling you, it's a process. It's not that I want it to be that way. It's just something I had to learn. But I tell you what, behind this camera for the last five months, day in and day out has been a, a, a tiring process. But I've learned so much. I've grown so much in a part of ministry I never knew about, would never know about, unless God put me back there. And I know it's for a reason in my life. So I am blessed that God put a people in place that can run this school and help it excel while I'm learning a whole new part of ministry that I need to round myself more in, which is serving, which is learning technology, which is problem solving, troubleshooting, meeting with different kind of people about technology I never met before. So I have been so enriched this year in a whole different way through this school once again. And I've been to school since 1986. 1996, I think we started. It was in your house, right? So, yeah, I just want to share that. So that's also the facilitator role, where you can jump into different areas that you need. Um, And in that, you're you're stretched and you're forced to grow and mature in things. So, I mean, that's an excellent example. example. Um, So, what we're going to do is we're going to get into teams of two, and we're going to take your vision that you wrote down, and we're going to combine that with the exercise we did last week of what does courage look like, what does risk look like, And we're going to take risk and share it with somebody else. Uh, I thought it got handed back already. So we're not going to get up and get it right now. We'll get it when we get into groups. (laughs) So um, we're not going to hand in. This is a, a communication exercise. There's nothing to be handed in after today. Um, Your homework from Brent has already been recorded, so don't worry about turning that back into us. The homework that I did with you, it wasn't homework, it was an exercise. Don't worry about turning that in. That's not going to be handed in. So are we square with all that? Okay. (laughs) 
2006 was the first time of training. <laughs> so the point of the exercise is not to identify today your team players um, needed to help you with your dreams or visions right now, but rather it's to identify the type of person you are and to identif identify the type of person that you're communicating to. So you want to do this because you want to know who you are. Uh, it's going to make it so much easier for you. So, like, honey, come up here, please. Thank you. Thank you, love. So if I'm meeting with Lonnie and my little two-man group, um, I'm going to go over the care thing with him. And I'm going to tell him, okay, I believe I'm this. I believe I'm first an advancer. And I think, uh, truly, I'm a facilitator. I can fall into any one of these categories. But my secondary is creator. Um, and these are the reasons why. I love to, um, like I told you guys, I can see something and I can, I can see little roadmaps all the way to the, to the dream. Um, and so that I'm identifying myself. And then um, I'm going to share my vision that I have written down with my partner. And I'm also going to be looking at my risk and my courage. And how does that fit into my vision? And I'm going to share that with my amazing husband, my partner. Um, so with your partner, you're going to share that information with them. And you're going to pause, and you're going to let the partner give you feedback. What are, what are they hearing about your vision? What are they hearing about the courage and risk that it will take to move into that place? And do they see any pitfalls? Um, you know, just let them talk. And then at the end of it, you can kind of decide, I think he's more of a visionary because of the feedback he's giving me. You don't have to identify it with this person, but you want to kind of start assessing people that you're talking to because it'll help you if they're giving you a lot of what feels like criticism. You might want to just go, well, they're a refiner and just appreciate that. You know, don't, um, don't get feelings hurt. So you don't have to say, well, you're a refiner. That's not the point of it. The point is for you to start identifying as people are giving you information. Um, if my husband is like, um, oh, yeah, run with it, da, 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 and I know that there's some pitfalls in it, I might go, well, maybe he's a visionary um, because he doesn't see that whole part of it. And, and it's just for my information. It's just for my information. It's not so I can label him or anything like that. It's just to help me identify different people and, and how they think. Does that make sense? Um, okay, love, thank you. And then the other point of this is uh, to get comfortable with sharing my dream and vision with somebody else in an intimate setting because you are going to have to go along this journey and share your dream with other people. And so we want to step out and start putting it out there. And, um, and you, you'll be surprised how many people are uncomfortable with that process. So this is just an opportunity for you to truly step into sharing what is on your heart, to do what your dreams are, um, and know that you're in a safe place for that. Um, and then also to start the refining process for you. Not so much from the information that you're getting from the other person, but to hear yourself say it to another person. You might catch things that you hadn't caught just writing them down. So it's more for your refinement of how you're speaking it, how it's coming out. You might even get things you want to add to it as you're speaking it. So, you know, that's the other point of this, this exercise. Um, and let the person that you're sharing with ask you questions. Um, it's really important that you're comfortable with people asking you questions about your vision. 
and and that you can be feel safe in in answering those questions and not be offended. Um, remember, questions are good. Um, they bring information. They bring information forth. So, um, in this process with your partner, you're going to have an opportunity to either be offended or to value. And if it feels like any criticism is coming, use the rule of thumb of, I believe that this person has their best interests for me, that I believe the best in this person, and that they're not trying to criticize or offend. They're just trying to give me information. And so in this exercise, you'll be able to um, really see where you're at with that. If people giving you good information, asking you questions, and you having to think through the process of answering those. And then they might have another question. And to not get offended or shut down, because many people do that. You, you want to move past that, break through that barrier in your life if that's been a problem. This is a great opportunity to do that. So, you know, as you're doing this, just take information in and ask questions. If you don't understand their questions, say, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're asking me. Is this what you're saying? Um, this is a great place to use good communication skills, which I know you guys have picked up throughout the last five months here. So... <laughs> No, I believe it. I do. <laughs> There's growth. I know there is. Um, so anyway, if I'm going to have you go get your homework, and then I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Brent, my refiner. <laughs> okay, so it is uh, 1.30 right now. Go get your homework and partner up. And then when, everybody's, when I see everybody is situated in partners of two, we'll move forward. It's going to be, this is meant to have quality time with your partner. So don't be in a rush. I don't want you to have to rush through this. We have a little less than an hour so you're going to want to take the time to really spell out what's going on with you and to have the other person ask you questions. And when you're all done, you can say, do you have any questions? Do you have any comments? Get into real dialogue with each other. And then at one, at, when the time is up, because I've got to see what time we start, we're going to switch partners and we'll do the same thing with the other person. Does that make sense? Okay, go take care of your stuff right now and get in your partners.